Hello people and welcome to another episode of the Moments with Raquel podcast. I am your host Raquel and it is my utmost pleasure to share this podcast with you. If you are a first time listener of my podcast, you are very welcome and like I always say you have not missed anything because all previous episodes are still available for you to listen to. Also, I'd like to say thank you for your feedbacks. Uh, they have been kind and super encouraging. I really appreciate you guys. So before I get into the main business of today, unlike last week, I'm not doing too many preambles. So well, before I get into the business of today, I'd love to do a quick recap of um, last week's episode. There, I talked about emotional abuse and the different forms it can take, the tools used by abusers, and identifying whether you have been emotionally abused one way or another. I also gave different instances of emotional abuse. So for this week, I'll be talking about how to recognize the signs of emotional abuse and how to break away from such people and relationships. Okay, so the first question now is, how do you recognize the signs of mental and emotional abuse? Now, you probably know many of the more obvious signs of mental and emotional abuse. But when you are in the midst of it, it can be easy to miss the persistent um, undercurrent of abusive behavior. Just like I said last week, many people in emotionally abusive relationships do not even know what they are into, even though they can perceive that something is not right. Okay, also remember I said the abuser could be your spouse or other romantic partners. They could also be your business partner, your parents, uh, a guardian, or even a friend. Regardless of who it is, it is important you know and understand that you don't deserve it. It is not your fault. Abuse is never your fault. Okay? Don't, don't think it's your fault. You don't deserve it. You don't deserve to be abused. You don't deserve to be talked down upon. You just don't des- deserve it. Okay? Now, the first signs will be looking at. Um, now, for all the signs that I'm, I'll be explaining in the course of this um, episode have been categorized into three. Okay, so the first set of signs we'll be looking at are humiliation, negating, and criticizing. Okay, these tactics are meant to undermine your self-esteem. The abuse is harsh and unrelenting in matters, whether big or small. I also talked about self-esteem last week. Now, let me simplify this by giving some examples. First of all, name-calling. Abusers will blatantly call you stupid or say you're a loser or some other awful word. Now, I understand that um, my audience are not made up of only Nigerians. I have an audience in the US, Italy, and some other places where this podcast reach. But for the purpose of this case, please permit me, I'd like to use some more Nigerian terms so it really sinks in. Okay, now in Nigeria, we have certain words we're using different dialects okay and you hear things like um olodo or de akona now akona is uh, maybe prostitute in Igbo language or things like uh, dambanza dambanza is um, useless in Hausa language orobo lepa mumu you know words like this even though we we joke about them there's a point you say it and there's how you say it 
that it becomes abusive it becomes an abusive language to whoever you're talking to okay we also have the derogatory pet names this is just more name calling but in a not so subtle way an example is this oh my poor little thing how how, how do you say that about your partner my poor little thing oh, my shower girlfriend my yeye husband this is my short girlfriend etc now as stupid as this may sound it is a real thing and we shouldn't disregard these things we shouldn't okay now another example is character assassination this usually involves the word always they tell you things like you're always late you're always wrong you're always screwing up you're always disagreeable and so on and so forth okay basically they are just trying to tell you that you are not a good person they move on from that and then there's the yelling yelling screaming and swearing they do all of this to intimidate and make you feel small and inconsequential okay another um example is patronizing you hear things like oh sweetie i know you try but this is beyond your understanding you aren't that smart oh babe i'm not talking you know they try you but your level no reach what what are you trying to say this is your partner i mean there's there's a saying that if you if you can't say something nice just keep quiet but no this doesn't apply to an abuser they just tell you things to make you feel awful to make you feel small to make you just hate yourself another example is public embarrassment they pick fights they expose your secrets or they make fun of your shortcomings in public they also do something called dismissiveness. You tell them about something that's important to you and they say it's nothing. Okay? And they use um, body language like eye rolling or they smirk or they just shake their head. You know that when you're talking to somebody, the person just shakes his head and rolls his eyes like, ah, oh, man, this person is so dumb. You know? And all of this, it, it conveys a message to the person being abused. When the abuser does this thing, he, know, he or she knows what they're doing and the message is being passed now this leads me to a very short story okay so for people who know me personally they know i write i have a writing series on my whatsapp platform that most of my friends follow and it's known as uh, my andrew diary and they love it <laughs> i know they do because they, they tell me every time i mean i have a few people who are actually obsessed with that series which by the way i am few episodes oh my god i need to get back to that so back to my story one day i was home trying to get some writing done and my then boyfriend comes to the house and sees me typing okay so he asked hey babe what are you doing and i said i was writing a new episode of my series and the first thing that comes out of his mouth was his cough and the words you are really bored what can you believe that? I mean, this is this is a series that actually have some of my friends called and ask, ah, babe, when is the next episode coming out? And then someone comes to the house and sees me working, and the next thing he says is, I'm bored. So my writing, something that actually brings me so much pleasure and something that, you know, I share with an audience. And he just chucks it up to me being bored. Sad. 
okay now another um example is joking and sarcasm the jokes might have um, a grain of truth to them or be a complete fabrication either way they just make you look foolish they do and say hurtful things all the while covering it up in a joke example let me give you an example of this joking or sarcasm thing now four girls or say four guys are wanting to go out together and three of them say to the fourth person um i beg as we they come out soon make you know to talk or, or to drink or to dance you know say you know get money we just they help your life no go fall our hand and after a few seconds then i'll like ah oh, lol no mind also now play with the play nah no 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 that wasn't a joke because when you object they claim to have been teasing and tell you to stop taking everything seriously but the truth of the matter is another message has also been conveyed okay and um still under humiliation they insult your appearance this is this is very common the world over okay from telling you that your your wig or your weave is cheap to telling you that the clothes you're wearing are cheap or that your perfume is cheap or mocking you for not using an iphone or some big gadget or no driving a nice car all of those things are abuse especially between friends okay and you really should watch out for things like that it also involves belittling your accomplishments your abuser might tell you that your achievements mean nothing or they may even claim responsibility for your success like you actually struggle to do something and they want to take the glory for it you can imagine that so another another uh, way or another example of um, what an abuser would do is that they put down your interest they might tell you that your hobby is a childish waste of time or that you're out of your league when you try to do something you know venture into something new or they might push your button once your abuser knows about something that annoys you they will bring it up every chance they get just to push your button you know and and get you feeling bad about yourself okay so now the second set of signs has to do with control and shame remember the first set of signs i said humiliation negating and criticizing so for this second set of signs it has to do with control and shame trying to make you feel ashamed of your inadequacies is just another path to power the tools of the shame and control game include number one threats telling you the now for for um, a married couple in an abusive relationship you hear the the husband tell the wife or the wife tell the husband i'm taking the kids and i'm going to disappear you know and you're not going to see them again just to keep you with them because they know you may not want to sacrifice being with your children so they keep you in that bondage keep you in the abuse you know with their threat of what they might do and sometimes they even go as far as acting out on those threats okay another example is monitoring your whereabouts they want to know where you are all the time and insist that you respond to calls or text messages immediately they might even show up you know just to see if you're where you're supposed to be you know it's very common um, in in nigeria here you know really relationships uh, among young people 
you know a girl is somewhere and the boyfriend just calls her uh like uh, where are you and she says and you're like what are you doing here did you tell me you were going out come back to the house you started going out is there a man checking you is you know all of those things they, are, they know what you're doing okay so that's another way monitoring your whereabouts if you don't pick your call after one one after it rings once then automatically you are in another man's house okay we shouldn't we shouldn't live our lives like that now that brings me to my next story when i was in university i had this friend who was dating a guy called victor and yes that is his real name Victor was such a terrible, terrible boyfriend. Okay, he he monitored almost every call my friend made, who she spoke to, who she visited, who she greeted, what she wore, everything. If she received a call in his presence that he was in any way uncomfortable with, maybe because she was too friendly with the person on the phone, he would break her scene immediately. Yes, you heard me right. He will break her sim immediately and buy her a new one. On a few occasions, he actually went ahead to break her phone. Now, we're very close friends, so sometimes we, we had sleepovers at each other's houses. On one or on about three occasions, actually, that I know of, Victor showed up to my friend's apartment in the dead of the night. I'm talking between one and yeah, yeah, 1 a.m., 2 a.m., just to check whether my friend slept at home or if she had another man over. And if she refused to open the door, he would keep knocking and kicking on the door until she did. Now, that's a classic abuser, like classic abuser. Okay, so if you are in a situation like this, I think it will be time for you to get out. Okay also engage in things like digital spying check your internet history your emails your text messages your call log you know they will even demand your password so they can read your charts whether on facebook on whatsapp on on instagram you know just so they know everything that is going on with you who you're talking to how you're talking to them you know and not really because they are even worried about you cheating or anything but they just want you under your control they just want to have you beneath okay now another thing they do is unilateral decision making okay they might just close a bank account or cancel a doctor's appointment or speak with your boss or your friends without even asking you okay they want to do a di- uh, um, take a decision that will affect both of you in the relationship and they just do it they don't even care whether you have anything to say they don't care about your input they just take the decision themselves okay and that leads to financial control they also want everything in their name okay so you guys have a joint account or you have investments together you don't care about that okay they just want everything to be in their in their name so when you need money you now have to ask okay you are expected to and even when they give you money they expect you to account for every penny you spend remember i gave an example of this last week okay they give you money to do something for the family or or for the organization for the relationship okay whether as friends or whatever and they expect you to give accounts like down to the last cobble they want you to account for it okay that's that's just bad 
another example is lecturing they are constantly chastising you and always making it clear that you are beneath them okay the words please and thank you are just absent from their vocabulary they expect you to carry out their orders whether it affects your own plans as an individual they don't care they just order you around they boss you around it's, it's terrible so if you are in a situation now all of these examples i'm giving is for you to be able to identify whether you are in an abusive relationship like i said before many people are in abusive relationships but they do not know about it okay so that's why i'm taking my time to give you all of these examples so you know down to the minutest thing you know whether you are in an abusive relationship or not other examples include them shouting at you just to instill fear and maybe coerce cooperation they treat you like a child tell you what to wear how much you eat what friends you're supposed to see when you're supposed to go visit your parents or your friends some even stop you from visiting your friends completely okay and well that's just what it is so the last two examples under the category of control and shame are one um unpredictability they'll just explode with rage out of nowhere and then suddenly they shower you with affection or they become dark and moody just at the drop of a heart you know just to make you you know have that feeling of walking on eggshell you don't want to talk too loud so you don't piss them off you don't want to talk too low you you don't want to move to the living room you know even your your movements within the space is restricted just because you don't want to piss them off it's a psychological tool they use to control you okay and then it, it keeps you wondering what have i done wrong suddenly he's moody suddenly she's frowning what did i do wrong okay in cases like this uh you now hear things like my husband is a good man but when he gets angry eh, he's a nightmare i don't even know what i did wrong you hear things like this that those are classic signs those are signs of emotional abuse and sometimes abusers even go as far as using other people against you okay they may tell everybody that you're crazy or that you're wrong they will always criticize you always criticize you now that brings me to the last um category of signs of um, emotional abuse now this third set of signs include accusing blaming and denial okay now this set of signs comes from um the abuser's insecurity they want to create a hierarchy in which they are the top and you are the bottom they always want to be in control and for the wrong reasons obviously they always want to be in control now some examples are jealousy they accuse you of flirting or cheating on them number two turning the tables they say you you are the cause of their rage and control issues by being such a pain number three they deny something you know is true an abuser would deny that an argument or an agreement even took place this is called gaslighting okay so you can you can just um, check your dictionary for what that means gaslighting okay it means you, they make you question your own memory and sanity 
like they just make you look really stupid number four example is using guilt they may say something like you owe me this look at all i've done for you you know just in an attempt to get their way after all i've done for you after all i'm doing for you you know now example number five they gold you and then blame you abusers know just how to upset you and once the trouble starts it's your fault for creating it and then they deny their abuse that is another classic example of an abuser they deny the abuse when you complain about what they're doing a typical abuser will deny it like he or she would deny it completely and they might even seem bewildered at the very thought of it or just are completely surprised or oblivious of what you're saying like ah, i don't even know what you're talking about though ah, why are you making like you know they just they just make you look stupid even to yourself and sometimes they go as far as now accusing you of the abuse <laughs> a turntable like just turn the table and they say you're the one who has anger issues you're the one who has control issues you know and then they now play the victim they play the victim okay by playing the victim when, when you now talk about your hurt feelings they accuse you of overreacting they say you have no sense of humor you know they make personal jokes about you detrimental jokes okay jokes that they know will hurt you but they say it anyway and that is just that is just wrong now the first set of signs for emotional um, abuse involves emotional neglect and isolation now abusers tend to place their own emotional needs ahead of yours many abusers will try to come between you and the people who are supportive of you to make you more dependent on them how do they do this by demanding respect this demanding respect what does it mean like there's no there's no perceived slights that will not punish and they expect you to defer to them every single time that's why you find especially in this part of the world you you see some girls who cannot make any decision for themselves without consulting their boyfriends it's nauseating sorry to say like it's really nauseating okay they can't do anything Ah, my boyfriend will beg so or oh, my husband like seriously you don't have a mind of your own you can't think for yourself but yes that's that's how it is that's what an abuser is capable of doing and it's a one-way street because they are not going to tell you how they are going about their own life they are not going to tell you about the decisions they are trying to make another example of emotional neglect and isolation is shutting down communication they will ignore your attempt at a conversation in person or by text or by phone. You know, maybe there's an issue and of course you, a normal person will want to communicate so the issue can be trashed. But no, for an abuser, they will turn down every attempt you make at communication. Example number three, they dehumanize you. What does this mean? They'll look away when you're talking or stare at something else when they speak to you. Like he or she might be punching away on your phone when you're trying to discuss something very important when you're trying to maybe express your feelings about how you how things have been and they will pay you no mind like just make you look really stupid yeah example number four they keep you from socializing 
whenever you have plans to go out they come up with a distraction you know or beg you not to go now not because they really need your company remember emotional isolation they want to keep you away from the people who will actually tell you the truth or from the people who will open your eyes to the what is going on in your relationship you know so they try to keep you from socializing they cut most of your relationships either with your friends or with your family you know they try to come in between you and your family and your friends they tell family members that you don't want to see them or make excuses why you can't attend family functions a lot of people in abusive marriages you know this is what they go through when there's maybe a family gathering because the man sorry i have to use the man not because i'm saying it's only women that have been abused but it's more common now because the man doesn't want his wife to reach out to maybe her sisters or meet other family members during that function to tell them what she's going through he stops her from going completely he stops her from going completely so these are these are classic signs of abuse so yeah there are so many examples i i could give but i mean (laughs) it's just um i think the ones i've given you would be enough for you to just be able to pick out whether or not you're being abused so before i round up this episode let me quickly talk about something called codependence a codependent relationship is when everything you do is in reaction to your abuser's behavior and they need you just as much to boost their self-esteem so much so that you've forgotten how to be any other way it is a vicious cycle of unhealthy behavior you know how do you know if you are codependent i'm going to give you a few points just bullet points i'm not uh, you know about uh, 10 of them yeah so that that's how you know if you're that category of being codependent example number one if you're unhappy in the relationship but you fear the alternative that's one way to, to know that you're codependent you know this relationship is not working for you but you're scared of being single you're scared of being alone you're scared of walking out because you don't know what will be outside so you just remain in that relationship even though you're unhappy Another way to know if you're codependent is if you consistently neglect your own needs for their sake. Number three, if you ditch your friends and sideline your family just to please your partner. Number four, if you frequently seek your partner's approval for everything. Number five, if you critique yourself through your abuser's eyes ignoring your own instincts you know this is the right thing to do but because your partner does not approve of it you now think your own is the correct thing okay um if you make a lot of sacrifices to please the other person but it is not reciprocated codependence emotional abuse all of this can be used interchangeably okay another example is if you would rather live in the current current state of chaos than to be alone that's that's a whole topic for another day okay if you bite your tongue and repress your feelings just to keep the peace you know you have something to say but because you don't want to quarrel or you don't want to fight you just keep quiet if you feel responsible and take the blame for something that they did if you defend your abuser when others point out what is happening now this one i have to dwell on for like a minute 
a lot of abusers defend or a lot of abused people rather defend their abusers you see someone with a black eye and you ask her oh what happened she tell you oh my guy hits me and by the time you want to like uh-uh, what happened like oh no it was my fault i upset him jesus christ are you serious now picture this scenario that is what something like this feels like okay you 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 take the blame for something that they did and you defend them okay another example is if you feel guilty when you stand up for yourself that's if it even happens a lot of people cannot stand up for themselves in the face of abuse okay uh, if you think you deserve the treatment abusers have such stronghold on the abused that the abused start think that they deserve the treatment they deserve to be beaten you know she actually like i know i'm stubborn so yeah that's his way of correcting me or that's his way of showing me that he loves me what are you high on a guy beats you and you think that is his way of expressing love like i cannot wrap my head around that level of stupidity i just i just can't for real okay now the big question is or the second big question the first big question we're talking about was how to recognize the signs i've given you over 30 examples of how to recognize abuse now the second big question is how do i break away from such a person or relationship if you are mentally and emotionally abused trust your instincts know that it is not right and that you don't have to live your life that way you have to consciously make a decision for a change otherwise your choices come down to the specifics of your situation okay now this is this is what you can do a few suggestions i think you should do accept first of all accept that the abuse is not your responsibility don't try to reason with the person abusing you okay just get help because the truth is the the possibility of them breaking that abusive pattern or behavior is slim to none they just can't an abuser is always going to be an abuser don't try to negotiate don't try to make them see reason as soon as you notice what is going on in my opinion i'll tell you to leave disengage and set personal boundaries okay decide that you won't respond to the abuse or get sucked into the argument and just stick to it you limit your exposure to the abuser as much as you can now you may not be able to do it all at once like just cut the relationship off completely but just do it bit by bit until you are able to exit the relationship okay if possible in fact you have to do possible or not impossible is nothing you have to do it for the sake of your sanity and even your life okay cut ties cut ties with your abuser make it clear that it is over and don't look back don't look back when you leave please just leave for your own sake for your own good just leave and if it's too hard for you to do find a therapist now in this part of the world we are not very keen on therapy whether um psychiatric or psychological but the truth is at some point we need it so if you can find a therapist get one 
you know go through therapy and it will show you explain to you now from a professional standpoint how to move forward how to first of all how to get away from that kind of relationship and how to move forward one thing you also have to do is give yourself time to heal the guilt might be weighing so much on you the shame you know but give yourself time to heal reach out to your friends reach out to your family members the ones who support you you know just reach out to people at the end of the day people will help you heal even faster and then i understand that leaving the relationship is more complex when you're married and then there are children involved and there are assets and bank accounts and monies and other things involved it's a little not a little now it's a lot harder in relationships like that but possible is nothing you can do it for the sake of your life for the sake of your children seek help professional help okay uh like i said before i understand that this is not easy it is not easy in any way but it has to be done for the sake of your sanity and for the preservation of your mind so that's where i draw the curtain for today's episode i know it's a bit lengthy but there was so much to talk about okay so that's it for this episode until i come your way next week friday please remember to share on your network different platforms share this podcast with friends your family members and also um, follow me on social media at miss muddy that is spelled m-z-m-o-r-d-i we need to make this thing grow and very soon i'll be putting questions out there so i can get your input and help with determine the episodes that we'll be having subsequently okay so thank you very much guys have yourself a fantastic fantastic weekend thank you very much and god bless you